Hey, grown-ups! Eating better is easy with Factors' delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. We're a vegetarian household over here, and there were tons of delicious options over at Factor. I highly recommend. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash tales50, T-A-L-E-S 50, and use code tales50 to get 50% off. That's code tales50 at factormeals.com slash tales50 to get 50% off. Hey, grown-ups! if you could imagine the perfect education for your tailblazer, what would it look like? You might say hands-on learning, small class sizes, deep reading, open discussion. And for many of us, that list includes a personal one-on-one tutor. That kind of personal attention can accelerate their grasp of difficult concepts. The problem is, tutors can be astronomically expensive, and tutor quality can vary widely. That's where Synthesis Tutor comes in. It's an educational AI that can bring your student from an average to exceptional grasp of mathematics. The tutor works like a human tutor would, slowing down in areas where they're struggling and speeding up when they're gaining momentum. Except, unlike a traditional tutor, Synthesis Tutor is always available and is just $29 a month. Visit synthesis.com slash girltales to get 10% off and begin learning with Synthesis Tutor today. Hey grown-ups, Women's History Month is sneaking up on us and we want you and your tailblazers to join in the celebration of the amazing women who have broken barriers, shattered glass ceilings, and made history. But hey, we're not just looking back, we're also cheering on the future history makers, our very own tailblazers. Here's how you can join in on the celebrating. Grab your phone or tablet and record a quick 10 seconds or less of an audio message. Your tailblazer can tell us about a woman that they admire who changed history. Or you, the grown-up, can give the tailblazer an empowering message about how they will change history. We'll feature these recordings on our Girl Tales episodes all through March. This opportunity is available to our awesome Patreon members on Team Alba or higher. You'll find the instructions on how to send us your recording on our Patreon page. Happy Almost Women's History Month. Hey, Tailblazers. I'm Rebecca Cunningham, and this is Girl Tales a kid's podcast of feminist stories for a new generation. I am so, so happy to be here with you all today. This week in the United States, we elected our very first Black, very first South Asian, very first woman vice president, Kamala Harris. Tailblazers, I tell you every week to remember that I believe in you, and I really, truly mean that. As Kamala Harris said, she might be
be the first, but she certainly won't be the last. And you might just grow up to be vice president, or president, or a doctor, or a scientist, or a theater director, or maybe you'll have your own podcast. Never, ever give up on what you believe in. I am rooting for you every step of the way. Okay, now on to our special shout-outs. I've got to wish a very happy, happy birthday to Zoe. And send out a little thank you to a few tailblazers. Thank you to Delilah, Eliana, and Aviva, Timwa and Wata, Isla, Raylan, River, and their dog Radish, Arlo, Callisto, Ellie, and Finn. Thank you all so much for listening to Girl Tales. You all are so awesome. Grown-ups, Girl Tales is brought to you by families like yours. If you'd like to hear your child's name at the top of our next episode, head to patreon.com slash girltales and donate today. Now on to our episode. This is Rosie and the Dreamweaver by Ashley Lauren Rogers. Enjoy! Just a little further, I think. Is this it? No, but yes, this is where I was, I think. But this isn't what I saw. I've definitely been out here before. Growing up next to these woods, I would have seen it. No pond, no frogs, no giant clockwork tower. No, 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 M. The tower grew out of a pocket watch. It wasn't just here. Maybe we should just go back home. Rosie, we have time. We have the woods. And I believe you. Let's take a look. Em, I don't think we're going to find anything. Even if we don't, we should look. Walk me through it again. I already told you. At home, yeah, sure, but not here. Not where it happened. Okay. It was nighttime, starting to get dark, and I was running away from home. Rosie? Rosie? My mom was calling for me. I think she thought I was just playing outside. I ran towards the woods outside my house. I thought if I could make it into the woods, I could get out, get away, go back home where I came from. But when I got into the woods, there was someone there. Me? You mean? Yeah, you were there. Hey, I haven't seen you around. Are you new in the neighborhood? I'm M. I use they, them. Easy to remember, because it rhymes. Rosie? Sorry, is that your house? I got a little turned around in there. It happens, but sorry. You shouldn't go into the woods. It's pretty dark. You could get lost. I have to get home. But isn't that your home over there? Rosie? Rosie, where did you go? Is that your mom? You should probably... Wait! Look out for that root coming out of the ground! So I started running as fast as I could. I just kept thinking, why did we have to move again? My mom kept trying to make me feel better about it. She'd keep saying... Change is good sometimes, Rosie. You know that. I had just gotten used to everything where we were. 
I had friends. I kept thinking, I need to get back. I was always really good at navigating the woods back home, so I thought I'd figure it out. These woods were different, though. I got to a point where it was too dark, and I wanted to turn back, but I didn't know where I was anymore. It was dark. I started to get scared. I saw something off in the distance. A twinkling light. Well, it wasn't a lot of light, but it was something. As I got closer, the light started growing. I could see so much more, and there was a gorgeous pond. Water rippled. There were logs along the edges of the water. Little bugs were flying everywhere. The light, it had been coming from one of those little firefly bugs. They were so bright. I'd never seen a firefly so bright. Ahem! Who said that? I did. Well, I coughed. But, yeah, me. Down here on the log. When I looked down, there was a frog on a log. I swear to you, Em, there was a frog, but... Bigger than a normal frog. About the size of a cat? The frog was wearing a vest, a top hat, and he was polishing a pocket watch with a handkerchief. If one wants to live in a swamp, one must be diligent about keeping their finery... Well, fine. (laughs) What are you doing here? Me? I'm trying to get home. You live in the woods too? I can't believe I've never seen you before. No, no, I live... away from here. I'm sorry, I've never seen a frog in a top hat and a vest. It's a waistcoat, but that doesn't matter. And I've never heard a frog talk. (gasps) You haven't? No. Oh, well, you see, uh, we, um, uh... You're not really a frog, are you? Well, uh, 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 of course I'm a frog. Just hanging out doing normal frog stuff. I'm simply out here in my pond, sitting on a log, my top hat askewed at a jaunty angle. Normal frog stuff. If you're a frog, then surely you can hop. Of course. Hop, hop, hop. And you can ribbit. Ribbit? That's what frogs say. Yes, of course I was just testing you. A ribbit. And you love eating flies. Oh, blech. Blech. Frogs love eating flies. I mean, uh, bleh. Mm -hmm. That's how frogs say things are yummy. Of course, of course. Admit it. Admit you're not a frog. Drat. Well, you've got me. No, I'm not really a frog. Okay. If you're not a frog, then what are you? I see you've got questions. Let's start over again, shall we? I am a powerful woodland fairy. You may call me Dreamweaver. May I have your name? What a weird way to introduce yourself. You may call me... Rosie. Rosie, you are smart. Best keep your wits about you when dealing with fairy folk. Give a fairy an inch and they'll find a way to take your ruler, your yardstick, and your entire system of measurement. I am called Dreamweaver because I am able to weave dreams into being. You wish it, I can create it. What would you wish for, Rosie, if you could have anything, anything at all? Well, I... 
oh, I am not committing to this. Every time I hear a story about wishes, they always go wrong, so I'm just thinking out loud. I was so right about you. Very smart. I might wish I could go home. My real home, before we moved. Ah, yes, home again. But that would be no good if there is a new family living there. I wouldn't want to make them have to find a new home. Very thoughtful of you, Rosie. I could wish that my friends were all here. You could. But not here, here. Not lost in the woods with me. Like here, in this general area. But that would be too complicated, too. And maybe they don't want to leave. Maybe they have friends they'd want to bring. Oh, and family. So you wouldn't wish for that? I want that. But I wouldn't wish for it. No, Dreamweaver. Rosie, you can wish for anything you dream of. Why limit yourself to being put somewhere you've already been or bringing people you already know somewhere? Dream big! Dream bold. What is it you truly wish for? I wish things didn't have to change. What if I told you, Rosie, I could weave you a dream like that? I could give you a world where things didn't have to change. I would like that. If that is what you wish, you got it. All you have to do is repeat after me. Dreamweaver, Dreamweaver, weave me a dream. Take me to a world of cog and machine, of clockwork and steam. Take me to a world within a dream. If I say those words... I can begin. If I don't say those words... Nothing. We go our separate ways. But... You've got to ask yourself, Rosie, if you had the opportunity, the ability to live a dream. I don't know. Can you really walk away from that? From a dream? Dreamweaver, dreamweaver, weave me a dream. Take me to a world of cog and machine, of clockwork and steam. Take me to a world within a dream. <laughs> the world around me has started swirling, moving, and I start falling, but I'm not afraid. It's kind of fun. More like floating than falling. Dreamweaver's pocket watch begins to grow in front of my eyes. Expanding, stretching, clockwork parts explode out the back of the watch, creating a tower, rising high up, up, up into the air. The tower pushes into the ground, taking root. I turned to Dreamweaver, who was now looking more like a human, still in a waistcoat and top hat, who talked to me as the clock tower continued to rise. A small house with a lawn began to sprout up from the ground and... And this all sounds unbelievable, doesn't it? I believe you, Rosie. Go on. A very small world grew before my eyes. And Dreamweaver, when the world started to slow down, talked to me and said... Welcome to the world of cog and machine, of clockwork and steam, a world where nothing changes, a world within a dream. You have until the clock strikes twelve. Dreamweaver pointed to the clock tower that grew out of their pocket watch, surrounding the clock tower. To tell me if this wish isn't what it had seemed. Otherwise you will stay here until the end of time.
I must have fallen asleep. When I woke up, I was in a room in an old house with a lot of clocks and mechanical devices around me. I looked out a window and I could see it was daylight and the clock tower that had just built itself from Dreamweaver's pocket watch had planted itself into the ground in the distance. Thick rose bushes covered the ground before it and they began to climb up its walls. I looked down at what I was wearing and I seemed to be in the most gorgeous green dress with gold and tan accents. When I found a mirror, I could see my hair done up in a bun and slightly askewed is a matching hat on my head. I looked so cool. <laughs> Out of the corner of my eye, I saw the door open. It was my mom, but not my mom. She was shiny and copper colored and had mechanisms and gears connecting her joints. Hello, I am Clockwork Mom. The time is nine o'clock. What would you like to eat? Clockwork Mom? My real mom wouldn't let me eat cake whenever I wanted, so... Clockwork Mom, I would like some cake. Cake. Very good. I will get cake. Red velvet cake with vanilla icing. Very good. Clockwork Mom didn't have legs, but a wheel? Like a unicycle? It was kind of cool, even if it was weird. Cake. Thank you. That's very good cake. When you finish, we should decide on an activity to begin at 9.15. Sure, like... Badminton. Croquet. Oh, like a physical activity, sure. Um, I've never tried badminton. Badminton, it is. Yeah, we could try that. Okay. It is now 9.15. Time for physical activity known as badminton. Come outside. Clockwork Mom practically shoved me out the door. I saw you. And you're sure it was me? Yeah, but... Not you. You were different. Hard to describe, but you were wearing a vest. I mean, waistcoat. And khakis, and you seemed... different. I said to you, Hey, you! You're M! That's right, I remember. Because it rhymes with they, them. You're here too? Hi, Rosie! I was brought in to play badminton with you. I don't know how to play. Neither do I. Should we just hit the, um... Birdie? Yeah, the birdie. Back and forth. <laughs> I mean, it was fun. <laughs> we hit the birdie back and forth, and every time I looked over at Clockwork Mom, she was following the action with her eyes. The badminton court was on a beautiful grassy lawn just outside the small house I must have been staying in when I was eating cake. The sun was shining bright above. I must have gotten distracted because I didn't notice Clockwork Mom when she came over and caught the birdie as it floated toward my racket. The time is 9.45. Let's go inside. 
It's story time. But we're having so much fun. Ha ha. Let's go inside. It's story time. Oh, okay. Let me just say goodbye to M. But you were gone. Gone? Vanished. Let's go inside. It's story time. I don't remember going, but I was back inside the house with Clockwork Mom. She tucked me into bed. But you had only been there an hour. I asked Clockwork Mom, and she told me... Where we are, time works differently. So much happens every hour that an entire day passes in that hour. So at the start of the hour, a new day begins. Weird. But keep telling me. Even though I had only been there for 45 minutes, Badminton did tire me out. And even though it was just sunny outside, when I looked again, it was completely dark out. Except for the light from the tower. You need to choose a story. A story? I am familiar with The Wizard of Oz. Sleeping Beauty. The Thief of... Sleeping Beauty is fine, I guess. Sleeping Beauty or Little Briar Rose by the Brothers Grimm. There once was a king and queen who couldn't have their own child. One day a frog foretold to the queen that she will have a child, and she did. A beautiful daughter they named Briar Rose. The family was so excited they threw a feast. They wanted to invite everyone in the kingdom including all the wise women, or fairies, to the feast. But they only had 12 gold plates, and there were 13. So one wise woman fairy wouldn't be invited. The only reason she wasn't invited was because they didn't have a gold plate? Yes. Well, all the wise women gave the baby gifts. But the uninvited wise woman fairy cursed her to die on her 15th birthday after pricking her finger on a spinning wheel. In order to spare her life, the 12th wise woman gifted her with a hundred year sleep instead of death. The king ordered all spinning wheels destroyed. That makes sense. On her 15th birthday, Briar Rose was alone in the castle. While exploring, she found an old tower, opened a door, and found an old woman spinning flax. Curious, Briar Rose touched the spindle, pricked her finger, and fell asleep. The king and queen found her there, and they and the whole kingdom fell asleep. A thorned rosebush grew all over the kingdom. Legends of little Briar Rose's beauty filled the land. Many princes tried to rescue her, but were caught in the thorn bushes. 
A hundred years passed, and one prince went on a mission to save her. A bed of flowers appeared and separated as he entered. As he walked through the castle, everyone was waking up. He came to the tower and saw little Briar Rose sleeping. She wakes up. They see each other. They were married and lived happily ever after. Wow. So the prince just had really good timing. That is the story, how it was originally written, yes. Good night, Rosie. Uh, good night, Clockwork Mom. Like Clockwork Mom explained, time moved differently here. Every hour was an entire day. And it reset when I went to sleep. In my dream, in my dream within my dream, I was visited by Dreamweaver who showed up with a puff of smoke. <sighs> How do you like your dream, little Rosie? Dreamweaver? Yes, the dream. Is it what you wished for? The bedtime story is a little much, but cake is nice. And this green dress is gorgeous. Badminton is... Where does M go? They disappeared. They're safe. Don't worry. You need a friend to play badminton with, but when there is no badminton, there's no need for them. As long as they're safe, I guess I could get used to... Good! Remember, you have until the clock strikes 12 to tell me if this wish isn't what was promised. Otherwise, you will stay here until the end of time. Then Dreamweaver was gone. I woke up, and Clockwork Mom was already there with cake. Very good morning, Rosie. The time is ten o'clock. Time for cake. Did I even sleep? The time is ten o'clock. Time for cake. I'm not hungry, Clockwork Mom. I don't understand. The time is ten o'clock. Time for cake. Oh. Okay, Clockwork Mom. The cake was good. Again. But I was already getting sick of cake. Clockwork Mom, this cake is very good, but... Do you know how to make anything else? I don't understand. Like... Pizza? A sandwich? Something other than cake? You're being silly. No, I'm not, Clockwork Mom. I'm serious. Can't believe I'm saying this, but I think I need to eat something other than cake. The time is... Oh, it's 10.15. Time for badminton. And just like that, I was outside. Again, I don't remember how I got outside, but there I was, again, on that lawn, with the bright sun, holding a badminton racket, and you were there across from me. Em, I am so glad to see you. Hey, Rosie! Did you just, like, disappear for a half an hour? Because when I left, I feel like I was asleep for a long time, but I'm awake now? Awake and confused. I think I'm repeating the same day over and over, but all squished down into an hour. 
This is all so strange. The time is 10.15. Time for badminton. I don't want to play badminton. The time is 10.15. Time for badminton. Let's play so we can keep talking. Did you see the frog too? The frog that turned into a person? You mean Dreamweaver? Yes. Dreamweaver gives me the creeps. Wait, 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 wait. I knew about Dreamweaver? In this dream world, yes, you did. That's so weird. I would have remembered something like that. Sorry, go on. I made a wish, and now I think it's coming true. But it's not my wish, not what I wanted. That makes sense. Classic, be careful what you wish for story. So what do I do? Okay. In stories like this, the wisher, in this case you, has to learn a lesson. It's usually ironic and based on some clever wordplay. You just have to figure out the lesson you're meant to learn. Clockwork Mom grabbed the birdie. The time is 10.45. Let's go inside. It's story time. No, wait, M. Ha, 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 ha. It's story time. Figure out the lesson. Think about what's being said. I turned to Clockwork Mom. We don't need to have story time. But it's 10.45. So what? So I need to tell you the story of Sleeping Beauty. You don't have to. Of course I do. It's 10.45. Okay, fine. But what if... If... If we bring M with us. I looked back to get you to agree, but you were already gone. That night went exactly like the last night. Same story and everything. They were married and lived happily ever after. As Clockwork Mom finished up, I started to get sleepy. It was an entire day in just an hour, and again I fell into my dream within this dream. In my dream, I was again visited by Dreamweaver. How is everything, Rosie? It's bad. Everything is the same. Nothing changes. That's what you wished for. Yeah, but not... That was your wish. And I quote, I wish things didn't have to change. I know I said that, but... Have I not given you what you asked for? I don't like it. That is unfortunate. You said I have until the clock strikes 12. So I am telling you I don't want this. And I want to go home. No, 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 no. You have until the clock strikes 12 to tell me if your wish has not been granted. It hasn't been. I have created a world for you where nothing has to change. You can spend the rest of eternity wearing beautiful clothes, eating cake, playing games with a friend, and drifting off to sleep hearing a story you love. But not the same green dress, the same cake, the same... A world where nothing has to change. That was your wish. Unless you have something new to say to me, soon it will be eleven. Remember, you have until the clock strikes twelve. It looked like morning again, and Clockwork Mom busted into the room. The time is 11 o'clock. Time for cake. I have to do what Em told me. Think about what's being said. What's being said is, it's 11 o'clock. Time 
for cake. No, no, I need to think about what Dreamweaver is saying. That makes more sense. I have until the clock strikes 12. So I have until 12 o'clock to... To... To what? To eat cake. I tried telling Dreamweaver I don't like this wish. That didn't work. It's your favorite cake. It's red velvet. I might need more help. Can I help? That depends. Are you going to suggest I eat cake? Since you brought it up. I need to think, Clockwork Mom. Best not to think on an empty stomach. I am so sick of cake. You have to eat. If I have a bite of cake, can we go outside so I can talk to M? It's almost 11.15, so one bite and then we can play badminton. Mmm, yep, tastes just like it did an hour ago. We were magically outside again when you saw me and ran over and... Can I hug you? I didn't say anything when you asked, I just instantly hugged you. Any luck figuring out the lesson? No, but I thought about the other thing, thinking about what's being said. Mm-hmm. So I have until 12 to tell Dreamweaver that this isn't my wish. And you told Dreamweaver already? I told Dreamweaver I didn't like it, th that I didn't want it, that it wasn't exactly what I meant. And that didn't work? No. Tell me what you said. Your exact wish. I wished that, uh, I wished that things didn't have to change. Hmm. Okay. So if things change... He wouldn't be granting my wish. There we go. We're not playing badminton, so that's a change. Yeah, but we're out here on a badminton court, so that's not big enough. We're running out of time. It's already 11.30. Like... Okay, even if they built all of this, your room, this lawn, the clock tower, it has to live somewhere. What else did you say? How did you get here? Dreamweaver had me say something. Okay, tell me what he had you say. Hold on. I have to remember. Dreamweaver, Dreamweaver, weave me a dream. Take me to a world of cog and machine. Of clockwork and steam. Take me to a world within a dream. We've been ignoring the most obvious thing. Dreamweaver said I can wish for anything I can dream of. Like they said, they took me to a world within a dream. <gasps> Dreamweaver. They literally weave dreams. Okay, so if it is my dream, I should be able to... Do something. Make some sort of change. Try it. Start small. Okay. I closed my eyes, squinted real hard. What could I have changed? Clockwork Mom? She might have been a clockwork robot, but she had been very sweet. Maybe you, Em? I wasn't sure if it was really you, and I couldn't risk anything happening to you. It's getting to be 11.40. We don't have much time. I had to do something. My dress. My green dress. 
I thought about it. Had to start small. I looked down at my dress and... Purple? I did it! I changed my dress from green to purple. It's now 11.45. We don't have much time. Story time. You don't have much time. You have to come with me. When you turn around, I'll vanish. Just like every other time. No, no, I have control. This is my dream. I'll be with you in your thoughts, in your heart, but I can't go there with you. Not physically. I can change things. That would be too much. You need to focus on you. Don't worry, though. You've got this. Can I hug you? Before I could finish, you had already wrapped your arms around me. But because of that hug, that movement, you were out of my sight and vanished. Like Dreamweaver said, when there was no badminton, you were gone. Creepy. Come on now, Rosie. The time is now 11.45. It's story time. Actually, Clockwork Mom, I'm going to write my own story. I am going to read you Sleeping Beauty. You like that story. I do. I do like Sleeping Beauty. But it's time for me to wake up. Dreamweaver lives in that clock tower. I'm going to confront him, and I'm going to get out of here. But, 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 story time. I'm creating a new story, Clockwork Mom. Oh, I. Thank you for taking care of me while I was here. You did your best. And I loved the cake. I kissed Clockwork Mom's cheek. It's cold, metallic, but somehow also warm. I turned and headed out to the clock tower. It was now 11.50. The large bushes filled with prickly thorns blocked my way. It took 100 years for the rose bushes in Sleeping Beauty's kingdom to clear up. I had 10 minutes. I closed my eyes and imagined the bushes, the brambles, the brush, all curling back into the ground they burst out of. I opened my eyes, and the path was clear. 11.51. When I reached the door to the clock tower, it was locked, of course. I closed my eyes. I imagined the locking mechanism, turning and opening up. I heard clicks. When I opened my eyes, the lock had fallen to the floor and the door opened. 11.52. Stairs within the clock tower wound high up into the sky. It would have taken at least 20 minutes to walk all the way up there. That's if I didn't stop to catch my breath. I didn't have that time. I closed my eyes, pictured myself light as a feather. I felt myself floating up into the clock tower all the way to the top. And like that, I was there. I burst through the door and Dreamweaver was there spinning flax. Whoa! Knock first! Rude! 11.55. Five minutes until 12. You do know I'm very shy about spinning flax with people around. Also, how did you get in here? Tell me in extreme detail. Nothing is too frivolous. (laughs) You built this world in my dream. 
Continue. Tell me everything. You're trying to stall. What? Me? Stall? You? <laughs> Ask me? Accuse me? Me? Stall? Oh, you've got some. Stall, she says. I just... I have four stall. minutes to... Stall? Listen! Dreamweaver stopped, looked confused, then sat. Oh, you have the floor. You granted my wish. Well, you attempted to. I wished things didn't have to change, but they have. As you can see by me being here in your clock tower, wearing a dress in a different color than the one I was wearing before. I've got to say, Rosie, you are rocking the purple. Green, purple, jewel tones seem to just be your colors. Uh, Listen! Right, yep, listening. This timeline is different. This world has changed. Yep, I see that. So you didn't grant my wish. Oh, but I did. No, no, things changed. Yeah, you live in a world where things don't have to change, but they can. And in under one minute, you'll be in this world, the world you wished for forever. No, no. 30 seconds, and then we repeat your day every hour. I listened to your words. I'll have to create a sturdier lock, clearly. You said that... Yep, just 15 seconds when the clock strikes 12, you'll be... Say that again. 15 seconds? 10 now. The other thing. When the clock strikes 12, 9 seconds. Yes, that's it. 8 seconds. I closed my eyes. Seven seconds. Pictured the clock itself. Six seconds. The mechanisms. Five seconds. The wiring. Four seconds. The gears. Three seconds. Picturing them stopping. Two seconds. Now. Two seconds. Two seconds. Two seconds. I had done it. Stopped the clock. <sighs> Whoever built this clock is either a master of suspense or a terrible engineer. Dreamweaver, I stopped the gears on the clock. <laughs> okay, sure, sure, sure. But we both know it's now after 12. Therefore, you are forever. Yes, but you said, and I quote, when the clock strikes 12. That's the more dramatic way of saying... The deal was once the clock strikes 12. That's what you said. Those are words I used, but I... We both know what I meant. If you're going to hold me to my exact words, then I get to hold you to your exact words, too. I... You... There will come a time when you become tired, sick of keeping this clock from striking 12, and at that moment... You may be the dream weaver, but I am the dream owner. I am the Sleeping Beauty, ruler of this kingdom, and in my kingdom, clocks never strike 12. I imagined the clock, the hour hand specifically, ripping from its glass and copper casing, and in an explosion of gears and metal, the clock broke. Oh, come on! That's going to be so expensive to fix. <laughs> Dreamweaver, you were unable to weave me the dream you promised. Release me. Dreamweaver looked mad, but I could see a smile on their face.
Why would Dreamweaver be smiling? I knew I liked you, Rosie. You bested me at my own game. Not an easy thing to do. We fairy folk don't like to lose, but we can respect you humans who play our games. I hereby release you from this dream world. You must, however, say this enchantment aloud. Dreamweaver, Dreamweaver, release me from this dream. Take me to the world I know. Let it all have been a dream. Take me to my world, away from your schemes. Okay. Dreamweaver, Dreamweaver, release me from this dream. Take me to the world I know. Let this all have been a dream. Take me to my world, away from your schemes. Then everything, the clock tower, the house, the badminton court, all fell back into the clock tower. Like the tower was pulling all of them in at a rapid pace. I worried I would be sucked into the tower as well, but I was somehow safe. And then you woke up. Yep. Back in the house. You were there. My mom was there. My real mom, not clockwork mom. She said I must have... Tripped on a root? Yeah, I told her that. You did? Yeah. I'm sorry, Rosie. I'm the one who told your mom you went into the woods. No, no, it's okay. But if you knew I tripped on a root, why are we out here? Rosie, I've lived here my whole life. I've explored these woods. I know them better than anybody. I may not have experienced what you did, but I know there's magic out here. And whenever I tell people about it, they don't believe me. I guess I was hoping, I don't know, maybe if we found where you were in your dream that we could prove you were right and that magic exists. It's ridiculous. Well, I mean, we have each other. I don't even know if I believe what I experienced. I ran away because... I was afraid I wouldn't make any friends or that... Em, I've had to change everything in my life so many times. Going to a new place, starting a new school, using she and her pronouns. And every time I changed, I worried that I wouldn't find friends. Now... I've made a friend who is willing to come out into the woods and find proof of a magical frog. To me, that is magical. Thanks, Rosie. It's getting dark out. We should... Yeah. You know the way back? Like you even need to ask. First, we go back the way we came. <laughs> em, are you okay? You fell pretty hard. I'll be fine. Just... Surprised. Was there a root there, or...? No. Em, you didn't trip over a root. It's a pocket watch. <laughs> that was Rosie and the Dreamweaver, written by Ashley Lauren Rogers, starring Maybe Burke, Eli Dunby Wood, Annie Hank and Baron Bass. Produced 
by Chad Chennai, assistant produced by Megan Bagala, and executive produced by me, Rebecca Cunningham. Original theme music by Eli Denby Wood and Amy Geisbers Van Wyke. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, I believe in you. Being a princess ain't about the dresses. Bye.